Why Aren't We All? I'm Aislinn Addington, and this is the podcast where I have short conversations with people who have a belief, practice, or lifestyle that they feel makes their world a better place and has the potential to make the world a better place for the rest of us, too. Why Aren't We All is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. Stop by cageclub.me to browse their catalog of shows. Odds are they have a podcast for you. Find your new favorite podcast at cageclub.me. On today's show, I'm exploring Why Aren't We All Running? With very special guest, Shelly Clark. Hi, Shelly. Hello. Welcome to Why Aren't We All? Well, thank you so much. I'm very honored that you asked me to be part of your podcast series. So we're going to talk about running and perhaps specifically running for charity. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. So let's just start with how did you discover that running was something that you enjoyed? Yeah, you know what? That is that is an interesting question because um, I have a uh, – it wasn't, you know, from run one that I said, this is my jam, um, <laughs> right? I think that um, anytime you do something, it, it takes practice because the first time you do it is awkward and hopefully not painful, but maybe if you're running, it's uh, it's – you know, you have to kind of figure out your rhythm. You got to figure out your cadence. You got to figure out what do you want to listen to or think about while you run. And and that is not going to be figured out in the first one. And so, uh, so sometimes you, when you get into running, you have to really figure out like, okay, so what do I want my kind of like my external to be like, or what do I want my internal to be like when I'm running? And so, I mean, I think if we go all the way back to the beginning, I think the reason that I started running was because when I was in high school, I wanted to run track and you kind of have to get into running if you're going to run track. (laughs) And, and even if you want to do the field events, um, which I did, then you still have to be able to to run and be in motion in order for your body to be ready to do anything that you want to do. And so I think I, I begrudgingly started running, you know, way back, you know, when I was in high school and I remember sitting with my, with one of my coaches, Mr. Barnett. And he was like, all right, Clark, here's what you got to do. Right? Like, <laughs> you got to get out and do it. And even if you don't like it, you have to try Like, You have to, you have to work towards improvement. And that, that was a very coaching stance. Good job, coach. Where I grew up, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a place where there were sidewalks for me to run on, or there wasn't a track for me to run around. And there wasn't a, there weren't gyms where I could mm-hmm. easily access, you know, running on a treadmill or anything like that. And so I had to decide to be brave and kind of go, out running in the country and running up hills and you know running around corners where people were driving and um and so you know I'm I'm really glad that I don't run there now although I appreciate you know the skills that that built within me um and so so that's kind of when I got into running is I kind of had to um and then when I was in college I found that gosh, there are a number of stressors um, in a college student's life. Sure. And yeah. And so I really went to running. I was like, you know, I used to do this in high school. Why am I not doing this now? Right. And so I just found that if I went out for a run, I was able to start thinking about things differently. I was able to plan that paper I was going to write. I was able to, you know, I was, I was just able to kind of refresh my mind. And so, so I got into it uh, that way. And again, a little begrudgingly, because again, (laughs) even if you are a runner, if you come back to it after having been away for, for a little while, you're going to be like, oh man, I got to build up these skills again. (laughs) Right. Like I've got to build up this, you know, my, my heart rate, I got, you know, I've got to, I got to work back into it. And so six months ago, while I may have been able to go out for a five mile run, 
that's not, that's not where I'm at right now. Right. Like I've got to build back sure. up into that. So anyway, and then, um, and then I started running, um, five K's and 10 K's and half marathons really at the kind of the encouragement of my friend, Eric. And this was after I'd graduated from college and, and was working and, you know, I would just go to the gym to just kind of hit up a run. And I found that I was running, you know, about six miles and, and I was on vacation with my friend and I was like, you know, there's this, there's this half marathon that's starting and mm. it is literally right. It starts like the start line is right outside my front door and it finishes across oh, wow. the street from where I live. And, and, and I was like, this is like, what a better way to like start a half, half marathon or even right. to try that out. And he said, you know what, why don't you try and just do something scary? Do something that, that you don't know that you can do right now and see where that takes you. And I did, and I finished and, and I've just kind of been running, running ever since. That's amazing. I love that sort of the universe brought it right to your front door. How, I mean, how could you say no? My front door. Yeah. Yeah. I had to walk about 50 <laughs> feet and I was like, all right, let's go for a run. Now, when you say things like half marathons, plural, yeah, it does. That does sound intimidating. Approximately how many of those very long runs have you done? I have, so I've run two marathons um, oh. and I've run probably eight or nine half marathons and then and just a number of 5Ks, 10Ks. My partner is not a runner um, and mm-hmm. at, at all. In fact, he, he blew out his knees when he was um, in high school playing football. And so he, he should not run because uh, that would be <laughs> terrible for him. <laughs> and so, you know, what we do is, is, is we just go for long walks, right? We'll go for, mm-hmm. you know, a 10K walk or, or a 5K walk or, or even a half marathon walk. So yeah, so I've done, I've done a number of them. Um, the last race that I ran was, I ran some half marathons last year and then, and then, yeah, I've just been kind of in and out since then, but I've ran the Honolulu marathon. I've run the Chicago marathon. I've run the Corvallis half marathon a number of times, the um, Eugene half marathon a number of times, the Honolulu half, you know, just kind of all over the place. In fact, I've got a run coming up in Alaska. Whoa, and, wow. Yeah, in August. I'm really excited for it. One of my best friends from graduate school has decided that she wanted to get into running and, and running for charity. And so she actually ran the Chicago Marathon last year as a, as a charity runner. And anyway, so she wanted me to come up for Alaska Run Fest. And so I thought, well, what a great way to see Alaska is to run sure. down the streets of it. And then you'll have Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, run in many states. <laughs> that's amazing, including the you know the two that aren't connected. That's yeah, <laughs> that's outstanding. I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't plug the Missoula Marathon, which yeah. makes the top ten lists pretty frequently. I believe they have a fun thing for the Missoula Marathon, which they probably have everywhere, but where kids can start to sign up way early in the year and count anything they run, you know, starting January all the way till the, the race in the summer. Oh, so that yeah, they like do that last, yeah, they do that last uh-huh. mile mm-hmm. with everyone on the day and then they mm-hmm. get a certificate and a medal that says they completed the marathon. Which oh I my gosh. That of. is that's delightful. The, right. And that's the way I would want to do it, honestly, <laughs> just mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. I want to get into the charity piece of it, but um, as you were talking, I, I, had another question when you're 
you know, tying your shoes and pinning on your number and, and all that at the beginning of either a half marathon or a whole marathon, but something significant, how does that feel? What are, what are you thinking? What are you feeling when you're preparing like that? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, I, I would love to say like, oh, I'm totally cool as a cucumber and like, <laughs> I'm ready to do this. But, you know, I think no matter how many times you run a race, I think that you have this moment of panic of like, okay, can I do this? Have I put in the training? Like, is my body ready for this? Is, you know, like, am I going to wake up on time? Am I going to get to the race on time? Am I going to be able to warm up? You know, I think that for me, I always kind of go through that mental checklist of, okay, I can do this. I can do this, Clark. I can do this. <laughs> um, I also refer to myself as my last name sure. um, whenever I'm giving myself a pep talk. So, um, uh, you know, just encouraging myself to do something. So um, I don't know why. I think, it, again, I think it goes back to sports in high school. Sure. Um, just a pattern to do that. But I also think about, you know, I, I like, so I do like to run for charity and, and do it whenever I possibly can. And I think one of the things that I, I think about, and I, I think about this when I train as well, is I think about what is the charity that I have committed my blood, sweat, tears, and miles to, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about how am I representing them in my run and what does it mean for them in my run? And so I think about them cheering me on, even if they're not there in person, I think about the, you know, their voices in my head when I have to, to dig a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. So when I'm having those moments of panic of like, okay, I'm pinning on the number, I've got my safety pins, right? Like are my shoes, how are my laces? You know, all of those pieces. I also think about kind of like how small those concerns are compared to the good that I can accomplish by running for them. Uh, let's get into the, the charity piece a little bit more. We had a, an off mic conversation just about how some runs are sponsored Mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. and 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 the run itself is a fundraiser. Yeah. But it sounds like what you're talking about is a little bit different. Yeah, so so I started running for charity kind of at the unintentional encouragement of my sister's sister-in-law. Um, she uh, worked for Girls on the Run in Chicago, which is also how I connected with the Chicago Marathon. And I remember getting an email from her that started out with, you know what, I'm going to ask you to donate money, but it's going to be okay because I'm going to change the world with it. <laughs> thought, That's awesome. That is a fantastic entryway into <laughs> asking for money, right? And so how I got into running for charity is really through that email. And I thought, well, gosh, I want to change the world. And so how do I do that too? And so, so yeah, so that's kind of how I got into to running for charity. But yeah, so some of the runs are sponsored, right? So you can do a run, walk, roll for, for whatever charity is kind of sponsoring the event. Or you can even for some, so like for the Eugene um, half marathon that I ran recently, I was able to run for a local, um, so I ran for Casa of Lane County. And so what I do is in order for me to have my entry into the run paid for, I agree to fundraise for the charity of my choosing. Um, and, and they are able to get so many access codes um, so they can have a team. Um, and so I usually try and run for girls on the run. But again, I'm open to to anything, anything that I think is going to change the world or or put goodness into the world. Mm -hmm. I want to support that. And so um, so that's that's kind of the difference between the the runs where you can say, like, I'm going to run for for fire fire departments, or I'm going to run for um, right. this particular charity. 
are you the only one or do you have a a team of runners with you? Yeah. So, you know um, what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of times when you are running for charity, um, you will be part of a larger team. And so, um, and that, that team also then tries to give you support when you run all that sort of stuff. So when I ran the Chicago marathon, I ran for girls on the run, um, specifically for, um, Chicago. And so, um, what they were able to do is they had a team page where you were fundraising. So it happened to be through a crowd rise. So there is a, uh, crowd rise page where our team comes together and you can track both your individual fundraising as well as what is the team fundraising. And, um, and so, uh, so that's where you become part of a team, even though you're doing a very single activity or individual activity, you're able to come together and see like, oh my gosh, this person has raised this much money or this is, you know, these are the types of donations that they're getting, um, and how they're coming in. And then before the marathon um, or the Chicago marathon, uh, the girls on the run were able to rent out a space. Um, It happened to be a local school where they had a cafeteria and they had food um, and you could meet all the people on your team if you hadn't met them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was able to come together and I was talking to people from New York and I was, you know, that were part of my team and Hmm. talking to people from Kentucky and, and just kind of all over the place. And, you know, and have a banana before you run or have, you know, have some peanut butter toast. And so we were able to do that. And then we walked to the start line together and we all had our shirts, you know, so, um, so I had my, you know, I'm running for girls on the run and they were actually able to provide, um, our, we had a cheer squad as well. So oh, wow. my partner had a bright pink shirt that said, you know, like I'm cheering for girls on the run. And, and so, um, and, and he dutifully wore it all over Chicago, awesome. um, right. To, to meet me at various points of the race to cheer me on. And then a lot of times what they'll do is they'll have, especially for the marathon, uh, is mile 14 will be um, charity mile, right? Mm. And so it's just a mile where you're running and all of the different charities that people can run for are lined up. They're cheering you on, right? They're giving you gummy worms. They're, you know, (laughs) they're just, they're high-fiving you, you know, all of that different, different things. So, so running for a charity, like I said, is, is good. um, It puts goodness in the world, but also is good for you, especially when you're, when you're a little tired, right? And you got to convince yourself to. Right. Just past that halfway point. Yeah. You got about 13 more miles. (laughs) This might be a completely other conversation and podcast, but being a person on the cheer team sounds like that involves a lot of coordination and organization as well. How do you figure out where your people are going to meet you and how do they get there? Yeah. Without running themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so there's a couple of ways to do it. Um, I think when you get into your bigger races, uh, you're actually going to have a tracker on you. So mm-hmm. you can, you can pull up, like, I want to follow this runner and this runner and this runner. And gotcha. it will give you kind of like a, uh, kind of like a little dot on the map as to like, mm-hmm. here's where they've last checked in, right? Here is their pace per mile, all that sort of stuff. So you can start to kind of time out like, okay, in 45 minutes, they're going to be here or, you know, they're going to be pretty good here. And then you got to kind of figure out how am I going to get there? And so some of the best ways that 
I have used is, I mean, I'll just hop on my bike, right? And sure. I'll just kind of bike around to different places because that's much easier to get places. But if you're in a big city, that may not be the smartest decision for you to make. Um, and so, um, so again, my partner just was able to kind of take the, the, the train system mm-hmm. just kind of around and, you know, he likes to read and I am not a fast runner. Like, let me be very clear about that. Like <laughs> it takes me a long time <laughs> to get sure. where I'm going. And so he usually, you know, brings a book. <laughs> Awesome. Able to kind of read or he he will cheer other people on because I think about um, one of the last races that I was cheering somebody on for you know I was holding up a, my sign for my friend Emily mm-hmm. and I was like good job Emily you're crushing it and, you know there's so many runners that are like my name's not Emily but I'll take it and I was like you're crushing it you're That's doing awesome. it <laughs> <laughs> Emily and everyone else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can be Emily for a moment. Or if I happen to know them, then I'll still yell it out like, hey, Carl, you're nailing it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the tips that I learned, um, and I actually learned this with Chicago, is that if you put, make sure that your name is big and bold on the front of your shirt, right. you will have so many people cheering from you for you because they're able to be like, Shelly, you're doing it. <laughs> like, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So what, you know, I tend to think of as a pretty solitary activity, there's a lot of community at various points, it sounds like. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of community. There's, you know, there's a, um, I don't know if you read the oatmeal. It's it's a funny, uh, a funny little cartoon. The person who does it is, is a runner as well. And um, he put out a book called The Terrible and Wonderful Reasons Why I Run Long Distances. <laughs> he, he talks, I mean, he illustrates a lot of the community and the self that comes with running as well. So, Excellent. I'll have to check that one out. Why should more people, or maybe even everyone, but let's just say more people, check out running and, and specifically connecting it to charity? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great question. So I would say, you know, again, one of the things that I heard is, I guess somebody put it really eloquently to me was that bodies in motion produce different thinking. And, um, and so I think that when you are running or moving, or even if you're sitting stationary, but you're doing something with your hands, you're knitting, you're quilting, you're, you know, you're doing something that kind of interrupts your, your typical thought process because you need to integrate different, different things. So like not falling down if you're running or, or whatever that is, but you're going to produce different thinking. And so for me, when I'm able to go for a run, I'm able to either just stop thinking about what it is that I was thinking about, right? Like whatever it is I was chewing on, mm-hmm. right? I'm able to just hit the pause button and truly hit the pause button on that. Or I'm able to, if, if I'm not able to hit the pause button, I'm able to kind of think about it differently because I have to integrate different thoughts, right? As I'm doing it, right? So like I said, like, don't fall down, don't trip, stop at the stop walk, right? Sure. Wait for the, you know, like, don't get hit by that car or, or, or whatever that is. Or even if it's just a, okay, so like hit, make sure that your footfall, you know, is at the same time, you know, whatever that is, you're integrating different thinking. And so I know that I'm able to come up with just, just a completely different outcome, right? Than I would have at the beginning of my run. 
And so I think that if we're able to be in motion somehow, um, I think that we're going to be able to think about what fuels us or, you know, what it is that we value in a different way and be able to, to apply that. As I think about why should we all be running for charity, right? Or doing things for charity. I'm going to be really honest in that I get frustrated at the world and the state in how we care for each other. I think that a lot of times we are about shouting down other people or being really selfish in how we approach our care. And one of the things that for me, running for charity has really helped me think about what are my values? How am I aligning my actions with my values? How am I helping others? Right? How am I right. how am I role modeling what it is that I want to see in the world? And then I've got to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. I've got to do the work of training. Um, so I'm, I'm bettering myself, bettering my health. And I've got to do the work of fundraising and talking to people about what it is that I value. And why should you value that too? I think about, you know, again, I feel like I keep pulling from Chicago, but, you know, I think about the the work that I was able to do in Chicago and I was able to raise about $2,000. Wow. Run. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that is, is it was really easy for me to do that because, you know, promotion uh, of health and good emotional practices for girls and women is something that I care deeply about. And I know that that's an organization that does that. So when I think back to the email that I got from my, my sister, sister-in-law, and she said, I'm going to ask you for money, but with this money, like, don't worry, I'm going to change the world. I really felt <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to do that too. Sure. Girls on the Run was able to, they've done some really cool research around how Girls on the Run helps unlock a child's or a girl's potential mm-hmm. in the way in which they just the way in which they they put together their program. And in particular, many of the, the girls who participate don't have enough money to participate. And so this is a this is a program that anyone can participate in, um, no matter you know what your economic status is. And if you get the chance, I highly encourage you to check out the video of kind of what they put together in terms of the research that they did around that. But ultimately, I mean raising raising $2000 was really easy because i believed in the in the program that i was that i was running for and and then as a team because we had a pretty large team for the chicago marathon we were able to raise about $300,000 right just wow yeah for charity and so when i think about how like how would $300,000 impact a community i mean Gosh, sure, <laughs> like, not positively impact a community. And so, anyway, I if we all were able to put more goodness into the world, align our thinking and our values and our activities. I mean, I just think about like what could, what change could we create? What what change could we not impact that way? Fantastic answer. And then you've asked yourself that my next question, which is what would the world look like if everyone, and I'm going to say, you know, moved their body, we don't have to say run. Um, but if, if everyone included that movement practice somewhere Mm -hmm. in their life, what would the world look like? Do you think? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I just, again, I'll just reflect uh, onto myself and I think about if I am able to think about things differently, right. If I'm able to approach 
problems, uh, a disagreement that I have with somebody, whatever that is, if I'm able to approach them differently because I've gone out and moved my body, then I have to imagine that the same would be true for them. And so I just, I mean, I think about, I mean, I'll just think about partisan politics. What would happen if rather than kind of shouting at each other, if we actually were able to think about things differently and approach from, from a different way? What, what would that mean, right? Like what kind of change could we create in our community? What kind of change could we create, you know, in our state, federally? I mean, like how, how would all of this come together? Sure. Um, I'm picturing like city councils, state houses, you know, an alarm rings, everyone gets up and starts walking around the building for 20 minutes. Yeah. Like mandatory recess. How yeah. would that, how would that yeah. change the, the way that, that we all talk to each other? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, when I was in graduate school, you know, I, I spent a lot of time at the library mm-hmm. and um, as, as I think we all did. Yep. And, you know, I just think, I remember kind of just laughing with my friend, you know, when we were kind of into that finals week push, I, I remember laughing with my friend about like, wouldn't it be great if just like 10 minutes of every hour, if the library just got onto the, like the loudspeaker and was like, all right, Let's just go walk up and down the stairs. Yeah. Right? Jumping jacks time. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm going to walk around like I'm going to hand out an apple or, you know, or whatever yeah. that is. And how would that impact, how would that impact learning? Right? Absolutely. And your ability to just be able to engage in, in a topic differently. That was part of, of my package of motivations to rescue my dog was that I, I was troubled by the fact that, you know, they paid me not a lot. But, you know, they paid me to sit and read and write. Like mm-hmm. it was the, their, the, the graduate school's goal was for me to be sedentary and just get done what I needed to get done. And I, I also went to the gym and, and things, but I just thought, absolutely, I need someone to tell me to take a break and mm-hmm. do something else. And so getting a dog, I knew I would have walks around the block and, you know, something else to focus on and would get out at least in my little neighborhood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And you, you benefit yourself, you benefit, you know, you know, your pups, you, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it's just kind of good all the way around. And, and sometimes, you know, like sometimes, you know, I, I think about when I needed to go for a run in the rain, right? Mm. Like, I mean, I think about like, like just kind of the, that feeling of when I have to do something that I really don't want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I still went out and did it and I was, I was still able to think about things differently. I thought more about like, you know, how do I, even from the comfort of my car, how do I cheer on runners when they're out running in the rain? Right. And, and I don't like roll down my window and yell like, good job runner. Cause that would probably scare them. You'd probably freak them um, out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would be startled minimally, <laughs> but I think about like even the benefit of going out when it's a rainy day and taking the pups out for a walk. And how you're able to to reapproach whatever it is that you're doing with a with just a re- refreshed energy. Well, I'm I you know I'm convinced. Let's let's say that we have inspired some that you have inspired some other folks to uh, get out there and get moving. Do you have a couple of tips or words of advice for folks who are just starting a practice, whether it's walking or running or biking or something? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Remember that as you age, your like your body is aging too, Aww. right? And so, <laughs> I 
I know, right? Like pretty straightforward stuff. But I remember, you know, when I first started running, like that first mile that I ran, I was like, okay, cool. Like I can bounce back from that pretty quickly. And then as I started training for the Chicago marathon, even if I was just going out to run a mile, I needed to remember, hey, I'm not in high school anymore. My body is not going to respond and rebound the same way that I, (laughs) that I did, you know, back in the day. And so as your, as your body gets older, it just takes more time. And so it's going to feel differently and don't, don't count yourself out. Right. Don't be like, I can't do this again because you know, like, Oh, my calves hurt or, or, or whatever that is. Stick with it. It's You're going to build yourself back up a little bit slower than you, than you could when you were younger, you're building a habit, right? It takes six weeks to form a habit and it takes two weeks to break it. And so you remember that you're going to have to do it for probably about six weeks for you to find your rhythm. And there's a lot, there's some buy-in for that. Like there's some investment, but keep doing it, keep doing it. So I would say, so there's one tip. Number two is that remember that like you don't have to finish first in order for you to finish your race. And so, you know, I used to think, like I said, I am not a fast runner. I am a really slow runner. But what I can tell you is that I don't measure my success as to whether or not I win the race. I am Mm -hmm. confident that I'm never going to win that race, (laughs) right? Like there have to be some like bionic changes in in my body in order for me to win that race. And so, you know, I've always said, you know what, I'm not in it to win it. I'm in it to finish it. And finishing is, is the win. Um, and so if I finish a few minutes faster than I did before, awesome, then that is fantastic. Um, then that means that I was, that I'm improving and, and I was able to finish the race. And so, you know, find, you know, your race, your pace is, is that's, that's kind of the saying that go, that goes out there. And so find whatever works for you and find whatever definition of, of winning is for you. I would also say that it's, it's going to hurt for a while, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, um, uh, I was watching, a I was watching the chef show the other day. It's a, it's a show on Netflix and yeah. talking about just the temperature of food. And when chefs get, you know, when they're, when they're more experienced, they have, um, they're used to handling hot items mm-hmm. and, you know, and so the first time you have, you handle a hot item as you're a new cook, you're like, ouch, that really hurts. What am I doing? And then as, as you kind of have some, you get used to that, like it, it's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's gonna be painful as you start. And so stick with it and, and just remember, you know, just, okay, it's going to be better tomorrow. It's going to be better tomorrow. It's going to be better tomorrow. (laughs) And then I would say, you know, find, find your why, um, as to if you're, if you're trying to get into running or trying to start a new habit is, remember why you're doing it because it's really easy to get stuck in the, this is terrible, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't make any difference. This doesn't matter um, as to why I'm doing this, right? Like no one's out there holding me accountable for training runs. When I was, um, you know, when I would go out for training runs and, and when I think about the magnitude of running a marathon, I think about the, you know, the times that I'm not getting cheered on, I'm not getting a medal for finishing, but I'm still going to go out and run 15 miles, which is an accomplishment. Right. right? And, 
<laughs> yes, yes, it is. If anyone, if you had any questions, the answer is yes, that is an accomplishment. And so, um, I mean, there were times that I needed to really think about, okay, so why am I doing this again? Right? Why does this matter? Why am I raising money? Why am I doing this? And I was able to, again, running for Girls on the Run made it really easy to find kind of my my energy song, turn on a little bit of Beyonce, right? Sure. Like girls, like run the world. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to get you moving, right? That's going to help you find and recenter on your why pretty quickly. So, and then, you know, the last thing is that I would say just figure out what works for you and, and tell other people about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for telling us about it. Sure. We, if folks have uh, questions uh, or, or comments about uh, running or other things we've talked about, is there a place that they can ask you those questions? Yeah. Yeah. Probably the easiest way to find me is um, on the social medias of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just uh, find me, it's so I'm Shelly underscore A underscore Clark. That's the, that's probably the easiest way to find me and kind of tweet at me. I'm not as present on other social medias as I think others would like me to be. Um, but, <laughs> but Twitter is probably the best way to find me. Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much. And a big thank you, of course, to the Cage Club Podcast Network for entertaining this short series from me. Find them at cageclub.me or on their Twitter at cageclubpod. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can try on Twitter. I'll do my best. I'm not good at it. At SassyNerdMT or the show's Twitter, W-A-W-A underscore pod. Feel free to weigh in on our topics or conversations. Thank you all for listening and come back next month to Why Aren't We All?